this is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This is episode 113, Exponential Intelligence and Islam, part two. So we'll be talking about Muhammad, uh, his story, the religion he brought in, uh, and then we'll do a meta-healing, like we always do. Uh, and this time on the meta-healing is we'll bring frequencies of Muhammad, just like we did uh, on the uh, on the Buddha uh, podcast, brought frequencies of Buddha in, what his message was, what his true message is. Uh, we'll do a frequency on, on bringing in uh, Muhammad's frequency, bringing his message in, uh, and then we'll do a, a, a podcast on Jesus, bringing his frequencies in afterwards on the meta-healing. Uh, so you can kind of tell uh, the differences on frequencies. Uh, although it's very similar, you know, different flavors uh, of pretty much the same thing. Uh, we'll get in all. We'll get into that. And the reason why we're doing these podcasts on these great leaders is that, uh, well, it's almost been, say, my mission to find the truth uh, in things, whatever it might be. Right? Uh, the truth in, you know, art sale. The truth in. Um, uh, again, the the underlying truth or the real reason why things happen. So in religion, uh, really cleaning up, say, these individuals' names uh, and bringing a higher order or a truer version of what they really taught uh, or brought about. Okay. Uh, as a note, uh, I'm not here to uh, distort, um, not distort, uh, defame, okay, uh, abuse, criticize, uh, any religion, uh, but think of me uh, as a consultant. Okay? They, if the church came in, goes, Moss, you know, uh, we're losing uh, members. Uh, what's wrong uh, with our organization? Okay? What can we do better? Okay? So where are the key downfalls? in the way we work just like a company right they're losing sales they're uh, or they could be better even if they are increasing right where were the, where could they define themselves where could they clarify themselves where could they help say the customer because you are the believers are customers right? uh, of that religion or faith right so i come in and just give you say the weaknesses again i'm not against any religion any faith uh, however i show you the weaknesses so that that practice or whoever teaches that religion uh, can well have a better explanation a truer explanation or maybe redefining so it's closer to the actual words of uh, the creators of those religions as a note, uh, many of the people like Buddha and Muhammad, um, uh, uh, well, unlike Muhammad, uh, Buddha and Jesus <clears throat> uh, were not the creators of their religion. Right? Uh, their works, their teachings were collected and then somebody else turned them into a religion. Uh, Muhammad, on the other hand, uh, he actually brought about uh, and, and wrote the text uh, which is now called the Quran, uh, <clears throat> and the people of Islam, they will get into the definitions, uh, uh, called Muslims. So what are people supposed to understand in cleansing themselves before praying to God? 
that is not reflected in all the rules about what makes one impure. Uh, as it was explained to me, e.g. a man touching any woman, uh, even his sick grandmother, uh, makes him impure. Uh, again, uh, that those stories get distorted. You know, when you touch a lot of people, you shake hands with a lot of people in today's society, uh, right? In today's uh, civilized or awakened society, right? You, 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 you know, you shake somebody's hand, uh, and then one, what do you, I, I go wash my hands, just because you know I shake so many people's hands. Uh, you never know where their hands have been. Same thing here. Uh, again, that's the the truest sense. Right? However, it's gotten distorted uh, again by the culture uh, and the disintegration of understanding the true role of women. Although it's not the true the true role of women has been distorted not just in Islam, right? it's in throughout any culture, uh, throughout any religion. Uh, as a fact, um, most of the um, uh, sexual crimes uh, where they cut out a woman's clitoris not to enjoy sex, uh, is in a Christian country, not Islam. So, uh, there you go. So, uh, by the way, one question I have about those people who do that to women or their daughters or their wives um, is that, well, you know, God created uh, the women's anatomy for a reason. Uh, who the hell are you to say, this is wrong, we have to cut that piece out so they don't enjoy Right? Uh, so understand why God created that in the first place before you make this decision. Uh, just like those people who do ethnic cleansing. You know, governments go in, they go ethnic cleansing, that's wiping out a race. Uh, again, if God created those individuals on earth, who the hell are you to go, uh, I'm working through uh, you know, the power of God and God tells me to do ethnic cleansing on these people. Why did they get created in the first place? Uh, you're really not, uh, again, for those individuals or for those governments doing that, obviously you're not connected to the right God. Um, <clears throat> why or how was sex made impure in Islam? Uh, in reality, just like any other trueness of the religion, uh, sex is not impure. Right? It's the closest thing that you can get to uh, a spiritual experience uh, by two people uh, that love each other. Uh, and I say two because in a true sense, okay, if you are, say, of a twin flame relationship, you really only need two individuals. Uh, and, and I talk about that in the um, episode called Fifty Shades of Grey. I might turn it into a podcast, so take a look at that. Okay. Uh, uh, however, since sex is a great way to control, just like in any other religion, right? Uh, it's considered impure, uh, and it's a way to con it's a great way to control, you know, the younger individuals, right? Instead of teaching them about sex, well, you just tell them that hey, sex is impure, sex is a sin. Uh, unfortunately, as they grow up, uh, you know, uh, sex becomes. Uh, adulterous or distorted or impure uh, but consider this if that's the way sex is perceived okay, you have a child uh, unconsciously that child is created under sin uh, not 
the covering of God in its purest sense. So, uh, not the words of any pure religion, uh, by the way. Uh, what is your true position on women, uh, the role and position in society? Uh, what is it for men? Uh, again, in Islam, uh, women are supposed to be of the most highest standard. They're supposed to be, say, running the system. Right? Back in the day, just like any other culture, the women stayed home. They ran uh, the home. Right? Uh, a very powerful job. Uh, the women would have to, uh, I mean, the men created a safe safety space around, uh, brought in the income. Uh, again, very symbiotic relationship back in the day, just like any other, uh, you know, say religion should be. Uh, however, uh, it's gotten distorted. Uh, so, in in short, uh, women hold a high place in society, but over any culture, right, not just any religion, uh, women have been degraded wonder why. Uh, as I know, we're going to be doing uh, uh, a lot of uh, seminars on bringing out the strong uh, woman. Okay? Uh, yeah. Uh, and by, by what I mean strong women, I just put a plug in some of the future events that we're doing, is not having, say, male frequencies put into women. That's where a lot of women say, get successful and so on, uh, and then they destroy themselves. This is about bringing in the true feminine frequencies, which are very, very powerful, by the way. Okay. Very different than a strong male frequency, which again, throughout time, has gotten distorted. So not only have women uh, have come to, say, being pushed around or distorted, okay? uh, men have too. Men don't enjoy being men, and then women don't enjoy being women. So both sexes have gotten very distorted through religion or not. Uh, what are the greatest tenets of Islam that we, Muslim and non-Muslims, uh, could do well to understand uh, and potentially use <clears throat> of our enlightenment uh, regardless of faith? So let's go through uh, the five say. Uh, tenets, uh, or the five pillars, uh, I believe that they call it in Islam, <clears throat> belief in Allah uh, as the one and only God. Uh, again, in EI, and we'll just uh, compare it to uh, EI uh, and uh, other, say, major religions or spiritual uh, uh, movements. Uh, one source that created all. Now, in 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 religion. Uh, you know, you start reading about, you know, God uh, and then the devil. Uh, and then most people think that there are two sources that fight between each other. Uh, and then what we're supposed to do is, as good people, there's a war going on, as good individuals, right? We start uh, going towards the side of God and then overtaking uh, the devil, so to speak. Uh, and that's how most religions portray it, including Islam. Uh, that's not true at all. There's only one God that creates everything. Okay? The reason for bad and good or the devil and the pure purity, uh, I explain on another uh, podcast. Uh, however, in short, okay, 
there has to be, say, extremes, light, uh, dark, hot, cold, and so on, for you to define reality or density here. It's simple scientific explanations. There is no good, there's no bad. Uh, there is in this reality, there has to be, okay? Uh, but not the way to define it. Uh, what I mean by there is no good or no bad, there's no two separate powers fighting against each other. There's two separate powers, very extreme, coming into balance and harmony with each other, just like we should, and conquering both. Um, so that's one tenant, belief in a one God. Uh, belief in angels is one of the tenants. Uh, <clears throat> so angels are here. And uh, uh, in, in exponential intelligence, uh, are there angels? Uh, yes. Uh, were they created by God? No. Um, so, uh, again, God creates the... Um, um, God creates, say, the surroundings or the tools. Uh, what do they call that in computer uh, language? God is basically, say, a global setting. Okay? Uh, uh, so the templates and so on are all there for you. And then you create whatever that you need to help yourself. So if you need an intermediary, then uh, through time, uh, and as humans evolved, right? because we are great creators, we can create anything that we need to, well, we've created the concept of angels. Right? Um, and then over time, Right through auric fields, this uh, this property gets stronger and stronger, uh, and then, uh, well, that 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 angel identity, right? All the angels that are out there, you know, Gabriel, Michael, and so on and so on. Um, uh, again, not created by God, uh, but through human interaction or wanting that desire, right, to connect to God, having an intermediary. And by the way, I'll tell you my story. Uh, it creates an auric field because so many, you know, the word spreads and it creates a presence of its own. Uh, so, uh, my story, uh, connected to pure source, uh, after my near death, uh, and it's an amazing feeling, but the power was so intense. The knowledge that I was given, uh, was so intense and so high, uh, I couldn't, uh, understand it, right? Uh, now... Obviously, as I've gotten, you know, more spiritually intelligent, uh, I understand the concepts. But as more knowledge comes in, uh, again, more higher and higher knowledge, I need that intermediary, or say uh, somebody that would could explain things to me, kind of break it down or dumb it down for me. Uh, and again, this is the same story as angels. Uh, in my case, uh, my guides are, you know, Buddha, Muhammad, uh, Jesus. Uh, sometimes Abraham, sometimes uh, uh, Ali, uh, and then an alien type uh, individual. Those are my guides. So they came in and started to say, explaining the concepts of higher power I call pure source. Same thing here as far as angels go. Uh, uh, beliefs, uh, belief in the holy books. So the holy books, again, uh, I want to emphasize holy books, not just the Quran. Uh, so they believe, uh, again, the Muslims, 
believe in all the holy books, uh, the Jewish book, uh, the Christian book. Uh, so it's a compilation of the religion. So people of the book. So this, uh, I believe, is what they say. Because so, uh, they're very similar. Um, belief in the prophets, uh, not just Muhammad, and then not disavowing the other prophets. So uh, again, Adam. Ibrahim or Abraham, Moses, uh, David, uh, Esau, which is Jesus, and so on and so on. Okay. Uh, Islam believes in all of that. Again, all great individuals who connected to what I call pure source, a higher order. Okay? Uh, same vein, though. That's why they're all very similar. Uh, belief in the Day of Judgment. Yeah, that's what Islam believes. That's what a lot of religions believe, or even spiritual movements believe. Uh, and the Day of Judgment, uh, in EI's perspective, uh, is not that you know, the, uh, you know, the end of the world, and what happens is that you take a number, uh, and then you get your life review, and then what happens is that you know you either go to heaven or to hell, depending on how good or bad you were. Okay. Uh, the day of judgment, the true day of judgment, uh, in any religion, uh, if you really read, say, between the lines, okay, and this is why the reason why it gets distorted, but let me just finish the thought up, uh, is that the day of judgment in exponential intelligence is the end of time. So, <clears throat> the original sin is the beginning of time, or how time and space was created in this universe for us to understand the density in this universe or in this reality say it's a 24-hour clock that's what we're guided by okay beginning of time again the original sin in the religions the end of time in religions the day of judgment the end of time is where you awaken you go back to your original spiritual state you awaken completely from the distortions of what time and space, uh, say, if how time and space affected you. Okay? You awaken completely and learn from that and ascend higher. So again, that is the end of time. Again, there's no judgment. To control people, call it the day of judgment. Okay? Uh, and then furthermore, and this is where Jesus had issues, and then also Muhammad. You know, there's, back then, you know, there's a lot of illiterate people. So how do you explain these high-level concepts that I have issues with, right? And we're an educated society. How do you explain it to, you know, uh, you know individuals who weren't educated? Much worse, uh, they, were, they were very, uh, you know, compared to the millions of words that are used today, uh, or a couple hundred thousand compared to what uh, thousands of words back then again the concepts had to stay simple simple so you turn it into uh, parables and that's why Jesus talked in parables so people could understand what he was seeing or dumbing it down for those people fortunately those parables became you know the words of God in Jesus's uh, construct or in this case, Muhammad's construct. Uh, quite unfortunate. 
uh, and then the fifth uh, pillar uh, is uh, belief in predestination. Just like uh, any other religion, again, very distorting or uh, uh, wrong definition. You know, if there is predestination, if you think about it, in this in in the Islamic meaning, uh, then why would you have to be good or why would you have to be bad? You're already predestined, right? So the things that say add up, and this is the Islamic religion, uh, the things that say add up at the end of or at the judgment day is already predestined for you. So why do you have to really try to be a good Muslim? or a bad Muslim, or a non-Muslim, or a non-Christian, right? Uh, in all traditions, uh, if they're predestined. Uh, so, uh, in a sense, obviously, uh, and in EI's perspective, okay? um, the closest thing to uh, being predestined is that if you are running the same programs, it follows the laws of physics, right? where it says, uh, an object in motion will tend to go in a straight line unless affected by another object that pushes it out of that straight line trajectory. Right? So this means like if you're headed towards hell, right? uh, well, you're going to go to hell if you keep running those same programs. Simple as that. Right? Same thing. Uh, you know, if you're headed towards, say, unbelievable success, uh, being an alcoholic or whatever. If you keep doing the same things that you did yesterday, today, you're going to get the same results tomorrow as yesterday. It just is. It's just natural, straight physics in this world, straight physics in the spiritual world. Um, continuing on. Um, does what is happening at this time in existence, uh, the purifying way of awakening, suggest any changes in some of the rules we're told uh, you provided when you were alive? Not exactly. Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, in other words, have some of the rules of, or laws that have been used by Muslims since you walked, since they walked the earth, uh, since you walked the earth, became outdated, or is it simply their understanding or their application? That needs to be changed. Okay. Um, so, uh, if you really look at the teachings of any of those say, great teachers, you know Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, and Moses, and you know, so on, um, their teachings really are timeless, just like the teachings of exponential intelligence. Okay. The distorting factor is when it turns into a religion. Then the, those those concepts, teachings, through distortion, through miscommunication, through you know, time, um, uh, gets distorted. They get time bound, and then that's where they get outdated. But the basic tenets, uh, again, timeless, just like information in EI. Uh, how can we bridge the divide between Muslims and non-Muslims today? Uh, uh, well, the first tenant in any religious uh, practice or any spiritual practice is uh, is a space of non-judgment. So follow the, your religion's rules, no matter what religion you are, and then don't judge. And then there would be 
new Muslims or non-Muslims. We'd get along with everybody if everybody practiced their religious tenets. Uh, so again, follow your religion rules uh, and there wouldn't be any differences really because there's no judgment. It's really that simple. Uh, one thing that I'd like to add okay, is, uh, and this is what kills me, by the way, and this is the push on, on, on you know, uh, Muslims. Uh, I'm sure you've heard about uh, the differences, or maybe not the differences, so I'll explain the differences. Uh, there's the, the Sunni Muslim and then Shia Muslims. Okay? Uh, and a lot of times, well, there's a lot of war between the two. Okay? So, uh, and this is a definition that I got off the internet, so you understand it. Okay? And I'll give you the push uh, that I have an issue with. So the Sunni majority got their way as uh, Abu Bakr, uh, who was uh, 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 some gentleman that brought in or was the uh, first Muslim Khalif, yeah, Khalifa, Khalif, uh, and successor of the Prophet. Okay, okay. one of the most uh, crucial differences between Shia and Sunni Muslims is that the importance of this fact is that the Shias uh, give that first Khalifa or successor to. Uh, Muhammad's um, nephew, uh, I believe it is. Yeah, nephew, uh, uh, which is Ali, okay. whom the Sunni do not uh, do not recognize as being the Prophet's rightful successor. So there's this huge war, uh, and many Muslims get killed over this fact. Okay. Uh, the push I have about this is that you know Muhammad you know brought you all this information okay this happened happened after Muhammad died who the successor is and you guys are fighting between the between the two sects of of Islam it has nothing to do with Islam why don't we follow say the 99.99% uh, that you guys have in common and forget that 1% Okay. Uh, that makes you different. Uh, there'd be a lot of lives saved. Okay. There'd be a lot of happiness that would go around the world. You guys didn't fight over that. Uh, Muhammad would be proud of you. Uh, right now, if you really look at it, if uh, Muhammad would be, say, rolling in his grave, being disgusted by how you guys fight between each other, like adolescent children, uh, over this fact. Again, study the 99.99999% of what Muhammad brought about in Islam. Okay? You wouldn't be fighting about this 1.00001%. Uh, like many other religions as well, guys. Uh, all, all the religions. Study and appreciate the differences. Right? And you'll see that all those religions are uh, really very simple, uh, very similar. Um, one thing, <clears throat> as we end, guys, uh, you know, there's a lot of, say, the ISIS uh, and then um, the, the Wahhabi sect uh, of Islam. Okay? Uh, I, uh, I'm not going to go through the details, 
It's been a long enough podcast. Okay, uh, but again, the terrorist type Islams okay, is not part of Islam at all. Not part of the Muslim sect uh, or tradition at all. Not even part of the customs. Okay? Uh, this fantastic uh, uh, biography. It's called uh, Confessions of a British Spy. If you want to know more information, I'll just give you a rundown. This is uh, got this from, uh, uh, and I read uh, not all of it, but good enough to be disgusted by it. Um, uh, about three quarters of the book. Uh, I read this. This is a um, this is a, a description uh, of this book uh, on Amazon. It's about this gentleman named Hemphur. Only one of the thousands of male and female agents employed and sent forth to all countries uh, by this ministry okay? uh, entrapped a person named Muhammad of Najid in uh, Basira, uh, misled him for several years and caused him to establish the sect of Muslims called the Wahhabi in 1125 or 1713 AD. Uh, they announced the sect in 1150 Hemphur is a British uh, missioner who assigned the task of carrying on espionage activities in Egypt, Iraq, Iran, uh, Hijad, Hijaz, uh, and in Istanbul, uh, the center of the Islamic Khalifat, okay? misleading Muslims and serving Christianity uh, by means of the Ministry of British Commonwealth of Nations. Okay? It's an eye-opening book on how, say, the Islamic uh, religion got distorted by uh, the British, namely, I'm sure the Americans as well, uh, to destroy uh, to destroy the religion from the inside because they couldn't control it from the outside. Uh, fortunately, that's where all the terrorists came through. Um, fortunately, that's where Bin Laden came through. The Americans helped Bin Laden uh, and then got distorted. Uh, anyway, there's a lot more to say on that. Uh, but I'm not going to say it. You can make your own judgment, guys. Thanks for being here. Let's go ahead and take a nice uh, deep breath in. We'll jump in. Uh, we'll do a uh, we'll do a meta healing. Let's go ahead and take a nice uh, again strong deep breath in, uh, noticing your space, noticing the space around you, uh, and in this meta healing. And a meta healing is where I guide you into a deep state of meditation beyond hypnosis, beyond NLP, beyond uh, any of the physical things that we do to relax and connect. And then I work on you art, uh, on your source code, helping bring knowledge of EI, exponential intelligence. And that's where we get, the, say, the miraculous type transformations in one's life. Uh, again, noticing your breath, noticing your space, noticing you, uh, whether you're sitting or standing, lying down. For a lot of new people, we get tons and tons of new people listening to the podcast, so welcome. Uh, so whether you're new to this or somebody who's been here before, again, noticing the position of your body. For example, the position of your hands, where they are, the position of your fingers, noticing the webbing between your fingers, uh, all this for no other reason but to bring you into the present moment. As we come into the present moment, the awarenesses of time or the distortions of time we disconnect from. And we can understand the teachings of these great individuals, no matter what religion 
was brought about by them in a higher order. Wonderful breath in again, connecting to the group. Uh, I think we've got about 1.2 million people that listen. It's a lot of power that listen to this podcast. Again, that's a lot of momentum that can be created. Since we're all wanting a higher truth, since we're all looking the same direction, creating a lot of momentum, pulling you out of the ruts, the distortions of any religion, including Islam, helping you break through those blocks of any religion, including Islam. Uh, fantastic breath in again. Asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? As a note, uh, non-religious. It's not a religious question. It has no uh, faith uh, in uh, no fa uh, any faith that you might be in. It doesn't matter. Again, it's non-religious, non-spiritual. However, how do I connect to pure source even stronger as you analyze each word? Will allow you to understand your religion to a higher order, where it actually makes sense to you, and then where you can benefit from it, rather than get oppressed by it. As we come into our heart area, the chest, right, the ribs, the sternum bone, the lungs, noticing your shoulders relaxing, getting a little heavier. So I generate those frequencies that help you transform, help you shift. All you have to do is pay attention to the upper section of your body from the throat down, from the solar plex, right between your ribs on up. Not just the front, right through into the back. Noticing your arms, upper muscles of the arms. So that horizontal section. So you pay attention to that. Bringing a higher order of the true meaning of Islam for you. Or Muhammad's intention, whether you're Muslim or not. Noting your breath.
Go ahead and take that group breath in, inhaling through the nose. Holding it. Releasing, letting go. <clears throat> Noticing your spine from the top of your spine. Right below your skull. Right through the neck. The top of the back. Your mid-back. Your lower back. Right down into the tailbone. Continue to work on you. Again, bringing in the truer definitions, void of all the misconceptions. Let's go ahead and take another strong deep breath in and then count from 32 down to zero as we get count backwards. We go deeper, send higher, higher. So we can feel that presence of Muhammad, his teachings. Again, whether you're Muslim or not, doesn't matter. A lot of great teachings we can learn from. If you don't like the teachings, you can do away with them. Bringing in that frequency. Noting the breath, 32, 31, 30, 29, 28, going deeper yet, 27, 26, 25, as we slow down time, 24, 23, <clears throat> 17, 16, 
removing us from the distortions of time as we go deeper yet. Fifteen. Fourteen. Thirteen. Twelve. Eleven. Ten, nine, deeper yet, seven, six, Go ahead and bring frequencies of Muhammad's teachings around you. Take another brief breath in. Um, 
just for comparison. Just go ahead and do this, and just note whatever you felt. I'll tell you what I saw. You can compare notes. I don't want to seed you ahead of time, but afterward. Again, so we can compare one uh, logical, say, intelligence, uh, not superstition, right? more of a scientific, Fairness, equality among anything that God has created, not just men, women, so which includes women. Uh, more of a business sense, again, bringing, say, those concepts of religion uh, into your business or everyday practice, not setting separate. So that's his patterns and frequencies. So move Muhammad's side. Let's go. Yeah. So let's open our eyes just for a flash. Close them. Kind of reset. Similar to a wine tasting. Right? You reset your palate. Reset our frequencies. Count down from five to zero. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. And let me help you bring in the frequencies of true Islam. So the pure intent of Islam or true a Muslim if you practiced Islam the way Muhammad intended it, how you would feel, how you would be. Again, many Muslims, by the way, don't fit this paradigm. It's like many Christians or Jews don't fit that paradigm. If it's insulting to you, uh, it is what it is. I'll just tell you what I see. So again, bringing in the frequencies of a true Muslim practicing the true religion of Islam. How you would feel. Which dictates how you would act. Which dictates how your life Or how you run your life. There we come.
deep breath in, again inhaling through the nose, holding and then releasing. Again, overall, again, good, righteous person, just like if you practiced uh, Jewish tradition, Christian traditions, and opening your eyes for a flash, resetting your palate, moving that aside for you. And if you're not feeling it right away, again, most of you will, even if you're new, if you're not feeling it right away, keep listening to this and then just not care or don't expect anything, all right? And again, if you're not feeling anything, you run patterns of being fearful, uh, controlled, or controlling. And that's just not for this meta-healing, others as well. So for those individuals, uh, and keep listening to uh, break free from the distortions that, that bind you. Just go ahead and take a nice deep breath in again. I'll count down from 10 to 0. 10, 9, 8. Should we go deeper yet? 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. And what we'll do is we'll bring in the definitions of what most people think about Islam, right, or what you hear on the news or anywhere else, especially if you're of the Western culture or in the U.S. So we'll bring in those frequencies for you. So you can compare true Islam to in the distorted Islam. And as a note, same with true Christianity and then what runs the world today. Same thing with the Jews, Buddhists, spiritual movements. In this case, modern day definition of Islam and nothing to do with uh, faith as you can sense
strong deep breath in, opening your eyes for a flash, again resetting. Hopefully that was beneficial for you. Uh, and then you can choose, um, it's still available to you, as long as you stay in this um, uh, stay quietly meditating. Uh, the frequencies of true Islam, frequencies of Muhammad, if you want to experience that more, you can just bring that in. And as long as you stay in this space, you're connected to the mastermind, which will continue that uh, uh, that resonance. Or for those people who are interested, let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. I'll just push whatever frequency that you want. And again, you don't want the distorted patterns of Islam. So between Muhammad and uh, the true definition of uh, Muslims or Islam. stay in this space for as long as you wish, as long as you stay quietly meditating, you're still connected to the mastermind, as I explained earlier. Notice what you notice, and then notice the details of what you notice. Uh, as a note, um, in the near future, we'll be doing a special on bringing in frequencies of you know, top spiritual leaders, uh, their definitions, uh, the, the true definitions of the religion they brought in. And then today we'll, just like we did here, uh, we'll bring in, say, the major three and then spirituality movements uh, as well, so you can compare them side by side. Again, uh, we're going to do a special on that. So look for that uh, on the newsletter or on our social media, Facebook. Uh, join us on Instagram, Moss underscore Sajati, uh, or Facebook. Uh, Alright guys, for details. Thanks for being here. Notice what you notice. Till next time, take care.